BucksGameDay.com's own Caleb Skinner joins me on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Talk about what he has seen at Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp so far. Quarterbacks, defense, receivers, running backs. We're talking about it all on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. My co-host James Jarko is off for this episode, but you can still find him at SBNationsBucksNation.com, the deputy editor over there with his own written content covering the Buccaneers. When we aren't here or there, you can find us on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82 and at locked on bucks again we thank you for making us first listen or your first view of the day this podcast is sponsored by better help it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide and they have a special offer for our listeners get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on and joining us now here on the locked on bucks podcast caleb skinner on Twitter at CHS Knoll, that's N-O-L-E for you non-seminal fans, writer and reporter for BucksGameDay.com, as well as host of the Tribaholics podcast. I'll let you guess what that show is about. Uh, Caleb, welcome to the show. The NFL is a quarterback-driven league, and no quarterback draws more attention than Tom Brady. So now that you've seen TB12 live in person uh, during the offseason and then in training camp as well, what did you see? How would you describe the atmosphere around camp practices with Brady on the field? Um, since I've been there, um, it's kind of progressed as, it, as it's gone on. You know, it's kind of more laid back and, you know, kind of have fun integrating some pieces early on. Um, but, you know, as, it, as it's gone on, it becomes a little bit more, um, you know, straightforward. Tom it wants to be a perfectionist. He wants to seem to be perfect. So, um, you know, you can hear him, you know, yelling certain things, uh, things they probably can't say on the podcast. <laughs> Um, or, or out loud, um, for a matter of fact, you know, there was one that yeah, that happened yesterday, um, where it was just very loud and everybody could hear, but, um, you know, that's Tom, that's what we expect from Tom. Um, everything looks good. Everything looks clean. Um, a couple other guys getting integrated, you know, Julio Jones just coming in. Um, so he's kind of slowly being integrated into the offense as he learns. Awesome. Now, no team ever wants to see their backups getting regular season snaps, right? Unless maybe it's at the end of the game and you're up like 43 to nothing or, or something like that. But uh, unfortunately, it might happen. It's a part of the game. So let's let's look at Blaine Gabbert, you know, the the number two quarterback, much to uh, the, the chagrin of some some fans who wanted Kyle Trask kind of be that number two. Uh, how did Blaine look when he got in there and when you saw him get some snaps in with his with his team? Uh, Blaine looks good. Um, you know, he's kind of been, you know, kind of a traveler across the NFL as a backup quarterback and kind of found his home backing up Tom Brady here in Tampa Bay. And he, he looks good. Um, you know, just typical, very consistent um, for, for a backup quarterback. Can't ask much more from him. Gives you good looks. Um, is able to kind of get the guys in the right spots, guys that are new to the team as well. Um, looks sharp, you know, not necessarily Brady sharp, but, you know, sharper than, you know, Kyle Trask, our, our third string quarterback. So, um, you know, just kind of what you'd expect from Blaine. It's not not over the top, not anything that's below average either. So um, yeah. right around where, where he's been throughout his whole entire career. 
Absolutely. So then, of course, Kyle Trask, you know, the third string quarterback right now, he is a hot topic from time to time, uh, and he will be again this preseason. So it's a small sample size right now, of course, for Kyle in his in his career, really only his second training camp. Uh, but did you like what you saw from the Florida Gators quarterback, if you can be unbiased about that, or did you come away <laughs> relatively unimpressed? Um, you know, believe it or not, I was actually a fan of Kyle Trask when he was at UF, um, even nice going against my Knowles. So, um, you know, I liked him coming out. You know, he's kind of progressed throughout his whole entire career from high school to college to now being in the NFL. He's kind of had, had to take that long path and then finally gets the opportunity to start near the end of his career, no matter, you know, what stop at what level he's been at. So, you know, moving here to Tampa Bay, um, we're kind of seeing the same thing. The Bucks they take him in the second round. Um, of the draft a couple years back and now he's going to be entering I believe is his third season with the team um, and he's still got to develop a lot you know he's still got to catch up to the speed of the game um, I can't believe, believe if it was uh, today or yesterday um, but he threw back-to-back picks in the end zone which you know is not really what we're looking for from the yeah. guy that is supposed to kind of be the person who takes the reins once Tom does leave but um, it's a developmental process he does make quick decisions with the ball so that's a positive as well um, he's just, you know, kind of got to keep developing. He's got to be able to catch it to the pace of the game, which he has shown to do in the past. Like I said, at every level he's been at. So hopefully after this year, um, he'll be able to do that. But we sh- we're going to see a ton of him um, come these preseason games. So hopefully, yeah. you know, he's able to kind of give the fans a little something to look forward to after that, because after that, you know, it's kind of the Tom Brady show and you're not going to be getting right. as many reps as Tom or Blaine are going to be getting. Um, but, you know, Trask right now is getting more reps than, you know, say, uh, Ryan Griffin would um, at this point in training camp. So um, he's, you know, he has great moments where he can throw the ball deep downfield, but um, then he has those lapses where, you know, you're like, well, is this really the guy that we want back there when uh, Tom Brady retires? Yeah. So some potential, but some growing still to do, right? People got to remember during the regular season, like you said, it's the Tom Brady show. He's not really getting a whole lot of reps, if any uh, at all, mostly mental reps and watching film. So, you know, he's got to get mm-hmm. what he can get. So you mentioned that we're going to see a lot of Kyle Trask this preseason, which I'm for one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to because locked on bucks listeners and, and viewers. We had a lot of conversations this off season about Kyle Trask and, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting some more, some more evidence, some more tapes, some more, some more hands on, well, not hands on, but eyes on looks uh, at the, uh, at the, at the young quarterback. So how do you feel about head coach Todd Bowles basically confirming what I think we all expected was that Tom Brady is going to get plenty of reps in practice, plenty of joint practice reps uh, against live competition, but we're not going to see a whole lot of him in the preseason games where defenders can actually hit him and potentially injure him. How do you feel about uh, that revelation, which means, of course, more Gabbert, more Trask especially, and then even some Griffin? Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, you know, at this point in, in Tom's career, it, it makes the most sense. You know, he's 45. He's not getting any younger. You want to take um, as much care of, of him as you possibly can. I mean, he played through that knee injury, um, you know, through pretty much two seasons almost. And you don't want that to, you know, be a reoccurring thing that's, that's going to happen. So um, sitting Tom out for preseason games, it doesn't bother me. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, well, Tom does this on a regular basis. Like he's used to it, um, which is not really the case. He's almost thrown for 6,000 yards in his entire career in preseason games. And that's only, I mean, you're taking maybe what for a quarterback like Tom Brady, maybe five to 10 passes during a preseason game before, yeah, you know, the backups start coming in. So, um, you know, being able to put up those numbers across his career in the preseason shows that he does, you know, participate in those games. But, you know, at this point in his career, it's probably smart to, you know, kind of hold him back. You know what he provides you. You don't need to see anything from him at all. Um, and why, why risk injury at this point? Um, when you probably need the best Tom Brady that you're going to have 
this upcoming season because a lot of teams got better. Quarterbacks are the king in the NFL, but defense wins championships. So let's take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But before we do that, first, have you tried Built Bar Puffs? Because if you haven't, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's actually healthy for you. And if you love peanut butter, there's a peanut butter lovers bundle available now that's going to blow you away. Like all built bars, the cookie dough chunk puff and the peanut butter lovers bundle is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and they're tasty. What's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. So you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. And you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Thanks once again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast. First listen or view of the day. Let's get back to my conversation with Caleb Skinner of BucksGameDay.com. He's Caleb Skinner at CHS Knoll on Twitter, writer, reporter for BucksGameDay.com, part of the Sports Illustrated family of sites. Caleb, let's take a look at the defense now. Let's hit all three levels and we'll start up front. Logan Hall and Akeem Hicks are expected to rotate a little bit. I think Hicks is the early favorite to be the starter, while Hall we probably expect to rotate in like Joe Tryon Shoinka did last year with JPP. So what are your thoughts first about the rookie, the second-round draft pick, Logan Hall? Um, He's consistent. Uh, that's one thing you can notice. He, he's consistent in, in what he does. He's still got to learn a little bit technique, which is you know to be expected from a rookie entering into the NFL, catching up to yep. speed, le- learning the different techniques, which he'll be able to learn. He's got a lot of veterans to learn from. Um, you know, unfortunately, he was the one that um, ended up going into the lower knee of Ryan Jensen. So he was mm-hmm. when I when we spoke with him, you know, during our press conference time with the media, uh, he felt really bad about that. He's like, it's just one of those things that happens. You can't really control it. You can do as much as you can to not let it happen. But um, it happens. He was very apologetic, you know, kind of shaken up, but not really letting it bother him too much. Because, you know, if you do let it bother you, it'll get in your head and you're not going to be playing at the level or speed that you want to play. Um, but he looks good, consistent, um, really putting in the effort and the work out there to, you know, learn the things that you need to do um, to be able to get on the field. So um, he's going to have some, some you know, work to do to kind of earn those repetitions in, in you know, actual game play. Because he also, not only is there Hicks, but um, you also have uh, Nunez Rochez there as well, who is probably going to get playing time because he's, you know, kind of been a vet in, in that rotation um, these past two seasons as well for the Bucks. So he's got a little bit of work to do, but, you know, that defensive line will shuffle. Absolutely. And uh, they're going to shuffle because they're missing in Dominican Sue, who was a, a big part of their their success since he arrived in Tampa. Uh, so early on, do you think that this uh, this new look defensive line, I mean, two of the three starters are the same, but still kind of a new look uh, defensive line can be improved from the previous versions. Do you think it'd be about the same or do you think it might even regress a little bit? I think it'll it'll definitely improve. Um, you know, Sue's at the later end of his career, and he wasn't necessarily putting up the stats that you know you're used to earlier on when he was with the Lions per se. Um, but he did provide you know a, a great run stuff next to Vita Vea uh, on that defensive line, which is going to be missed a little bit, you think. Um, but then you bring in another veteran in Akeem Hicks, who is not only you know good at stuffing the run, but you know even better at getting into the backfield now at this point of his career than Sue is, even though they're probably right around the same age. Then you add in um, you know. Joe Tryon, who is taking that next step, probably going to become a starter on, on you know, the edge there um, opposite of Shaq. Um, so you really you really like that. He's been getting some rave um, reviews across the board about his development into his second year. So 
Um, there's a lot of promise there. And the only question I guess you could really have is, is that depth going to hold up? Uh, it, it should. Um, like I mentioned before, um, Nunez Rocha is returning. Um, Logan Hall can play inside and outside on the on the uh, defensive line. So it's yeah. it's oh, it's a different line, um, but ultimately everything really remains intact. And I think it should be an improvement even with the losses of, of JPP and um, Indomitian Sue, like you mentioned before. Yeah, you mentioned Joe Tryon Shoinko has moved to the linebacker position, but let's start inside. Uh, a lot of people want to see Devin White take a step forward from a mental standpoint, making uh, the smartest play, smarter play for his team, not necessarily the most exciting play uh, that he can make. It can be hard at camp because, honestly, even with the pads on, guys still kind of take it easy on each other on teammates. We'll see a lot more uh, next week with the Dolphins in town. But was there a moment at all where you kind of looked at 45 and he did something that maybe stood out more as a veteran-type play over the more energized, young, kind of go-getter type of approach? Yeah, I would say it's necessarily a specific play or anything, but you can tell he's focusing on, you know, turning his hips, moving his body in a way where he's able to, you know, kind of move faster. He's a fast guy, but being able to accelerate and get into coverage a lot quicker than he has in the past, which I think has been kind of a knock on him is being able to stick with, you know, some of these wide receivers in the slot or, you know, a tight end that is a little bit quicker than he is. Um, that's kind of been a knock on him. You know, he does make those great plays and he's a great linebacker. Um, I mean, he's he's a top 10 linebacker in the league, probably. So um, but there are things that he can prove on. And that's one of those things that you can tell that he's working on. He's not taking it slow, but he's making sure that his technique um, is perfected. And that's kind of one of those veteran things that you're you're talking about there, David, yeah. is um, not necessarily a play when it comes down to it. But the small little details, which is going to make your game expand even more and, you know, propel you into an even better linebacker, um, if you will. And he was injured last season. Um, him and Levante went through the um, through the injuries last year, and we missed him in, in different portions of different games. So um, he's trying to really remain healthy is what he's been talking about as well. Um, but on top of that, he's just kind of trying to make sure his technique is good, make sure that his his fluidity is good. All his feet movement and, and uh, his hips has been something you can really tell that he's working on. And we'll be able to see even more of that um, once he gets in the pads and how he actually looks uh, moving in, in that instead of just, you know, your your typical, um, you know, shells and, and shorts. Yeah, I'm sure he's looking forward to getting some some dolphins on the field so he can actually uh, put put some put some hits on some people and not get in trouble for doing it. So then we move to the outside uh, again. Joe Tryon Schwenka, did he look like a first year starter to you? You know, second year player, first year starter, or did he look like a natural fit kind of playing opposite Shaquille Barrett in that defense? I absolutely think he is. Um, he, he just looks much quicker than he does. He doesn't look like he's guessing. Um, I think at points last year, you could kind of be like, oh, he's guessing, or I guess some people called it, you know, taking a play off from, from time to time or not really understanding what's going on in front of him. But now it's just, it's read and react. Like it's just, he goes straight in. He's more aggressive when it comes to the ball. When it's snapped, he's quick off the edge. He's using different techniques um, than he did last year that he was able to learn. Um, and he looks much better, much more improved. Not saying that he didn't look great last year because mm -hmm. I thought he looked great after not playing for, what was it, almost two seasons because he opted out his senior year there in Washington. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, seeing him come from last year after not playing for all the time, he looked pretty decent. And then now being able to have that whole season under his belt going into now, um, he looks really good. looks like he definitely is going to be able to hold down um, that opposite spot, opposite of uh, Shaq. We're going to bring it all the way back around to the offense to wrap up this conversation with Caleb. But first, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My first career in life was a real stress builder. And because of it, we always had professionals available to talk about things if we needed to use them. And it was a good thing that we did. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself 
through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you do that wherever you are. They assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Life is a team sport and nobody does it alone. When you sign up and take their intake survey, you're going to see that it's simple, direct. There are no wrong answers. You can take all the time you want. And the best part is you do it privately instead of waiting in some room or some office of some building when you're doing it. And then when you're done, BetterHelp will find someone who can work with your needs. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. And BetterHelp understands sometimes people just don't click and it makes easy and makes it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and there's still financial aid available if you need it. And they have a special offer for our listeners right now. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on better H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Caleb Skinner, writer, reporter for BucksGameDay.com on Twitter at CHS Knoll here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Time for the secondary now, Caleb. Carlton Davis says he wants to be the most feared cornerback in the National Football League. Carlton Davis's father may or may not have dropped a comment on one of our recent episodes, not happy about some of the things that I'm pretty sure James said, because I'm not going to take that heat from Carlton Davis's dad. Um, how close do you <laughs> think CD three is to hitting his goal of, of being the most feared guy in the, uh, in the entire league? I mean, he has improved each and every year he's, he's been in the league, uh, in my opinion. And last year it really showed, especially with all the injuries and everything like that. He was our our number one lockdown corner. He is going to remain our number one lockdown corner. When I first saw, you know, Sean Murphy Bonten come in and with him and Sean was having, you know, the, the best years, uh, the best year, um, you know, over Carlton and then Carlton just comes on the scene is like, I'm a ball Hawk. I'm going to be around the ball at all times. I'm a sure tackler. I'm doing this. Um, you know, He's not getting mentioned, you know, with the names of, um, uh, let me see, Marshawn Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey, or anybody like that. Um, but I think he he deserves so, and I think he's out to prove it this year that he is one of those. He breaks on the ball mm-hmm. very quickly. He stays on the hips of his wide receivers, contests pretty much every ball that comes his way. So um, guys are locked down, and he, he's going to come out and prove it this year, that's for sure. Carlin Davis's father, a fan of Caleb Skinner. I think we can go ahead and <laughs> – and make that official. Uh, let's. Uh, well, that's the ironic thing. We actually weren't trying to insult Carl Davis, but apparently the way we said our compliments didn't necessarily sit well. Um, that's okay. It happens from time to time. Let's close this down looking back at the offense now, uh, and let's hit the wide receiver position. Without Chris Godwin on the field, we know there's some names. We know there's some new additions, some exciting things. I mean, but it's kind of weird. You would think like a team missing you know, Chris Godwin, one of those versatile players, uh, you know, possibly in the NFL in his position, can do things at every level of the, of the game. Or on the field can go deep, can do can do the screen and, and turn that into something. We've even seen him take some end around carries. Did this look like a group that was missing arguably his most versatile player, or uh, did it look like uh, just a really talented group of wideouts even without Chris Godwin? And and who stood out the most from the group uh, to you? It seems like it's been a seamless transition. Um, it, it hasn't really mattered who's in there. Um, we do know that probably Tampa Bay has the deepest, you know, most talented wide receiver group in the NFL um, at this moment, especially with the signing of Julio Jones. Um, But, you know, 
seeing guys come in when Chris Godwin is out, um, you, you know what you're getting from Mike. So you don't really need to talk about Mike because Mike's going to do Mike. Um, and then you add a guy like Russell Gage, um, who is getting rave reviews himself. Apparently, nobody can cover Russ. Russell, um, you know, whenever he's open, he's open. And Tom's been able to get the ball there. Blaine's been able to get the ball there. He's had great over-the-middle catches, great end-zone catches. Um, he just looks like he's learning the system very quickly. Um, the coaches have raved about him. Um, and it's been a, a great, you know, transition from Atlanta to here. And being able to work with a quarterback like Tom Brady is probably helping him a ton. Um, then, you know, you look at, you know, Julio Jones gets brought in. He'll probably be your wide receiver four once Chris does return. Um, so yeah. you're looking at, you know, maybe a little bit you of challenge there between Julio and uh, Russell Gage to see who's going to be wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Uh, but I probably see Julio in more four wide receiver sets. Um, he hasn't been as involved in, you know, the seven on sevens or the 11 on 11s quite yet. Um, he, he did start, I think, this week starting to get a little bit more involved in those. But um, earlier last week, he was kind of just doing one on one work with, you know, one of the staff members, um, you know, catching over the shoulder passes, doing a lot of um, jug machines, things of that nature. But he's also talking to Tom Brady. So, you know, he's going to be dialed in. He's a vet. He knows what, what to do. And then you throw in guys on, on the back end um, after those guys. Um, Tyler Johnson, excuse me, Tyler Johnson has had um, one hell of a camp, uh, according to uh, everybody I've talked to. Looks really good. He does have a drop here and there, which, you know, you're accustomed to at this point if you're if you're a Buccaneer and you're and you've paid attention to Tyler Johnson. But um, he's improved that. It's not as you know common as it used to be with him. So he's looking good. He's gotten great reviews as well from the coaching staff. Um, and then you have Jalen Darden, who's really come on. The coaches have praised him a ton for, you know, just keeping his head down and, and playing football, not worried about anything else. He made a pretty nasty grab on the sidelines when I was there this weekend and did a little dance move and was able to get upfield. So um, really good to see him kind of starting to come into his own after last year being kind of underwhelming is kind of not the word I'm looking for, but, you know, underwhelming in a way um, for him after coming out of North Texas and, you know, scoring 19 touchdowns his senior year so um he was able a little bit in the return game which is probably what's going to keep him on the squad this year is going to be able is going to be him being able to be in that punt return game so um that might separate him you know from from a scotty miller or a brashard perriman or a Sywell grayson so um all these guys are going to kind of be on that line i mean you look at the depth chart for um the bucks and in, in their wide receiver room and it's absolutely stacked i mean you saw Sywell grayson come on at the end of last season as well, uh, you know, for, you know what you're giving with Rashad Perriman. He's been in the league for quite some time. Um, so all these guys are kind of fighting for a job, and Scotty Miller's been having a heck of a camp too. So all these guys are really playing their butts off to try and earn uh, one of these uh, wide receiver spots. So it'll be tough to see, you know, who they end up cutting at, at the end of the, uh, um, you know, preseason. Yeah, that's crazy. You do you really do have about 10 receivers that could feasibly have NFL roster spots, and it's it's – and it's a, it's a little bit nuts. Um, let's move to the running back position. Not quite as crowded, right? But still kind of crowded behind Leonard Fournette. Uh, how do you view the group of backs that we have competing for touches in Tampa? Obviously, Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, and uh, my fellow Sun Devil, Rashad White. Yeah, that uh, that room is deep, too. Um, not you, Obviously, your running back room is not going to be quite as deep as your wide receiver room. But uh, it's deep. Even with the departure of Ronald Jones, we went ahead and added Rashad White, who uh, has looked absolutely amazing early on at camp. Um, Jason Blake has even been raving about him, how he said uh, that he reminds him of how Chris Godwin came in in his first season, which if you get you know compared to Chris Godwin and how he entered the league and you saw what he was able to do, then you have a pretty bright future. Um, in my opinion, in the NFL. So 
he's been really showing out, um, really learning the playbook as well, keeping his nose, his head and nose to the grind. So really liking what we're seeing from him. He looks like an NFL, typical NFL back. Um, so he's quick, shifty, a little bit more so than, you know, Rojo was in the past. So Rojo got downhill a lot more, but, you know, Rashad has a little bit more of those moves in that, in that vision. Um, Lenny is obviously going to be your, your bell, your bell cow, uh, horse running back. So, um, not much to go there. You know what you're getting with Lenny. Um, all the, you know, weight issues aside at this point, he's kind of shed all that. So, um, you know, he's been great, you know, typical Lenny got, you know, Brady a great cake for his birthday. So looking good for him. And then, you know, you look at the other two, Giovanni Bernard, um, as Stephen Che likes to, likes to call him, um, He's probably going to, you know, stick down for that one of those roster spots just because he's a vet. Um, really great at catching the ball out of the backfield with, with the soft tosses from Brady. Um, so the real question mark here is, are we going to keep four guys or are we going to keep three? And the guy that I have the biggest question mark on is the guy out of Vanderbilt, and that's Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, he's had some opportunities, and he's taken advantage of one of them. I don't forget if it was against the Panthers um, last season where he took that one, you know, really long uh, run for a touchdown. But that's really been the only bright spot that we've seen from him haven't really shown um, flashes as much as, you know, the other guys have or have in the past in in the case of Giovanni Bernard. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but a great deep and talented uh, running back room. So uh, Rashad White, I think will start to push, you know, Lenny for some more touches um, as the season progresses, just because we saw uh, Leonard Fournette wear down a little bit towards the end of last season, especially in the playoffs. So I want to kind of take the load off of him. And I think Rashad White is probably first in line to receive some of those touches. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to keep guys juiced for the, well, not illegally juiced, but legally juiced for the, <laughs> uh, for the postseason run again. He's Caleb Skinner, writer and reporter for BucksGameDay.com on Twitter at CHCHS Noel. First time on the show certainly won't be the last. Caleb, we appreciate your time, brother. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you down in Tampa in just a few days. Yeah, absolutely, man. Looking forward to it and can't wait to uh, see you, get to actually meet you in person and uh, looking forward to next time I'm on here. Once again, a big shout out to Caleb Skinner of BucksGameDay.com and a big shout out to you. We thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listener, first view of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL podcast, our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. James and I will be back to wrap up the week. If you've got reactions to today's show, any other show, additional questions or topics you want us to discuss, send them into locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. Make sure you come back for our end of week episode, guys. It's our last week before we were or our last episode, rather before we will start coming to you from Tampa for Dolphins week. And we've got an announcement to make that at least some of you are going to be very excited about. For James Jarko, until then, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Bucks and at Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe. Please be kind to one another. Wash your hands, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.